Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, everyone, to the Man and Candace podcast. It's your girl, Candace, and today we're going to talk about being mixed race. Now, I know not all of us are mixed race. I know a lot of us are multicultural, bicultural. Um, you know, we live where we live in America, right? And, well, most of us, sorry. Uh, I forgot we're a global fucking audience. Thank you so much. Um, it's really humbling to say that, to be reminded that we're not all Americans. Because as America... We're taught that we're the only ones that are on the map, and that's just not okay. So I apologize for my worldview speak in terms of Americans. (laughs) I love you guys. Thanks for being patient with me. So I'm coming to you live. Well, not live, but I'm coming to you recording in my fucking closet (laughs) again because it has nice nice acoustics. And I'm going to miss these days because in about a year's time, we're going to be like in an office or in a studio and I'm just gonna, it's not going to be me anymore, just me, it's going to be a lot of people, but I'm really excited for this podcast to, like, grow, and we're in, like, the infancy stages, and, like, we're the nine months we're about to be born. We've been in this podcast for nine months, you guys, and I'm just so fucking thankful that you've been riding with me this whole fucking time. It hasn't even felt like it's been that long. So today we're going to talk about my experience being mixed race. So I am not also mixed race, but being with that, I am by cultural so or multicultural i would say i have an american culture i have a navajo culture and i have a part of my black culture so i cannot fully say that i am full navajo and i can't say that i'm full black um when it comes to like the federal government and quantifying native american blood and qualifying as being classified legally as native american um i'm not trying to take away from anybody's experience from being Native American, if your great 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 grandfather or your great 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 grandfather was Native American, I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying, in terms of the United States federal government blood quantifying cutoff levels, you have to have at least 25% lineage, meaning your great great grandfather or grandparents could be Native American, full blooded. And so, passed down to you, that would be 25%. Now, if you are at the 25% threshold and you want to go down to, and you want to um, have a child with a non-full native, um, I mean, you could be, you could, you can mate with different tribes, but like if it's non, if the blood quantum is less than 25%, your child will not be considered, at least by the government, to be Native American. So that's where things get iffy and sensitive. And I I apologize for that, but I'm not here to try to pacify everyone and say, yeah, we're all Native American because we're not. (laughs) I just want to get that clear. We're not all Native American. We're not all built the same. There's a reason why there's a blood quantum cutoff. Like it gets it does get washed away. And then it kind of goes with the same logic of the one drop rule. Just because I'm half black doesn't mean I'm black. People like to... More than my native side, people like to just blanket my blackness as the only race that I am. I'm not. And it takes away not only from my own experience, but a a black person's experience. A black person has more negative experiences than I do as a light-skinned person. That's just a fact. I mean, that's just everywhere we go, like microaggressions like when I was little people used to come up to me because I was it didn't race 
was evident to me. But, like, when it came to school, I didn't realize how evident it was, like, in other people, if that makes sense. Like, for example, I had this kid named Joshua. And he he was, like, we bonded because we both listened to, like, rock music and we watched Viva La Bam. And he, one time, he told me, he was, like, hey, Candace, I like you because you don't act black. And that's a microaggression. Or I guess you can call it a macroaggression. But, like, he was, like, yeah, I like you because you, you don't act black. And that would always bother me. Like, that would always be, like, I'd always be, like, confused. I'd be like, what does that mean, like, act black? Because, like, there's levels to this mixed race shit, y'all. I get a sip of my coffee. There's levels to this mixed race shit. Like, I think it really, really matters what race you were raised by. Like, if you were raised by both, which is rarely the case. Because, like, to be honest, a lot of us mixed babies... Especially us mixed half black babies mixed with white, Mexican, um, Navajo, Asian. We're fetishized. We're fetishized before we're even born. Like, you have our dads who are mostly black go up to our moms, but oh, you look like my next baby mama. Oh, you, oh, you look like. Like, uh, they run game on our. Like, they ran hella game on our moms, dude. Like, most of our moms are single. Like, our moms are seen as, like, trophies. As trophies. Like, oh, yeah, like, like, like for example, my dad, like, my dad saw my mom as, like, oh, she's going to be the mother of my native child. I was never a, a human being. I was a native child. I was, oh, that's going to be my, that's going to be my mixed baby. My mixed baby right there. My, my, she's going to have my mixed baby. And it was never about, like, me as a human. It was never about me as someone who's going to have thoughts and feelings. It was like, oh, that's going to be my mixed child. Fuck you, dad. You sack-chasing ass hoe, you fucking trick. Like, are you serious? Like, and then, like, I come out the womb, right? And he starts calling me his Leo child. And I'm just like, oh, so now I'm a Leo child. I am just one walking stereotypical light-skinned chick i'm a leo i'm 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 half native american i'm half black pretty in the face thick in the waist like i just like i just i i'm typical typical i didn't even know light skin was the thing until i went to college get this i'm in college and i'm on fucking acid okay i'm an acid i'm at the district on apache boulevard okay i'm at asu in tempe I'm at a random party. Well, I'm not random. I was at Justin and Val's apartment. But I'm at a party. And DJ and, like, this black guy comes up to me. He's not full black. He's mixed. But he, he came up to me. He's like, what's up, light skin? And I was like, huh? I was so confused. I was like, is he talking to me? Is he talking to me? Who's he talking to? I was like, who's I was like, is a girl named light skin? Like, he's like, what's up, light skin? And I was like, uh, who are you talking to? And then he was like, you. And I'm like, oh. And then I was like. I'm not light-skinned, I'm black. And then it was kind of like one of those, like, oh, I'm not black, I'm OJ type of, like, moments. And, like, I was confused. I was confused, and I was just like, you know what? Why don't I just... Why don't I just figure out what this means? So I'm on Twitter, and it's peak Twitter. It's Future Hive Twitter. It's Nicki Minaj looking ass nigga Twitter. Um, 
you guys. I I I didn't know there was a whole world. I didn't know there was a whole preference. I didn't know there was a whole spectrum of colorism. I didn't know colorism was an issue. I didn't know any of that stuff. Please forgive me. If you're watching this, or if you're listening to this and you're just kind of like, girl, what is you saying? What is you talking about? What did you mean? Girl, don't say that. Girl, don't do it. Don't do it. It's not worth it. Don't do it. <laughs> you guys, like, I really didn't know what light skin was. And ever since I found out about it, I have used it to my advantage almost every single day of my life. Like, think about it. Like, if you had a chance to look like to look like someone's preference or to look like, like, girls, if you have a BBL or if you want a BBL, if you had a chance to snap your fingers and have that BBL today with no pain, would you get it? See, being light-skinned is like having that BBL. It's like having that surgery. It's like having those lip injections, having that plastic surgery. Like, being light-skinned is like hitting, it's like hitting the genetic jackpot in today's society. It just so happened because back in the day, you used to be wanting to, before surgery, you used to want to, you used to pray to be born with a big butt. Like, there were, and, and big breasts. Like, and then if you grew up and you, and you developed and like you had big breasts um, or a big butt, you were considered genetically gifted or you're considered like gifted from God or something like that. Same thing with like being um, light-skinned. I feel like our parents, as some of our parents are conscious about it and they have light-skinned kids on purpose just so they can be in a certain position in life. It's crazy because it's it's not a position of like wealth. It's not a position of like prestige or class it's a position of fuckability you're placing your child on the top totem pole to be fucked like i don't think people get it like being light-skinned doesn't automatically mean you're a good person it just means you are more likely to be a preferred person to have sex with in today's climate i don't know if the climate will be the same in 20 years this whole light skin privilege might be obsolete in 20 years, 15, 20 years. But as of the last 15, 20 years and currently, light skin is in. It don't matter. I can line up 10 black men. One will be a pastor. One will be a mechanic. One will be a student. One will be gay. We know one will be a thug. One will be a a, a policeman, one will be a politician, and one will be just turned 18. I walk down the street, they'll all turn their heads. I don't care if one's married, one got a girlfriend, one is with their girlfriend, one is with their wives, one's got a dead, dead girlfriend, dead wife, one's got someone in jail. They will all turn their heads just because I'm light skinned. It doesn't even matter what my body looks like. It's just that they see the skin and they just, oh, it's like, it's, it's weird. It's def- it's deep rooted. It's deep rooted in like slavery. Oh yeah, I went there because like there's something to say. There's something to say that the color of your skin gets you inside. The color of your skin gets you to use the bathroom. The color of your skin gets you to sleep with master. The color of your skin gets you to be protected not only as a slave, a preferred slave, but as a sex slave and a mother of a child of a slave owner. Like, 
There's so many levels to this shit, y'all. Like, it's just, it's, I don't even know where to unpack. But, like, when I was little, people would bring out my mixed race in my features. So, it was a lot of featureism when I was little. So, for example, oh, your hair is so long. Your hair is so long. Your hair is so beautiful. And I'm like, okay. And at first, I didn't get it, like... Oh, it's for a black girl, like claws. Like, oh, you're so beautiful for a black girl. You're so, your hair's so pretty for a black girl. Your hair's so long for a black girl. Your hair's so healthy for a black girl. Like, they didn't say for a black girl, but they, I could tell they wanted, that was, that was like the, the, the claws. Like, oh my God, oh my God, it's so pretty. Like, if you see like a, like, let's say if you see a plus-size woman wearing something black and slimming for the first time. Oh, my God, you look so thin. It's kind of like the same sentiment. You guys have to have some fajitas this morning. Oh, they're a bomb as fuck. And, like... All the time, my family would just look at me and be like, your lips, 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 your lips. And I'm just like, okay, like, can we talk about something else? And then they would call me Big Butt. Because I was the only family, like, I had a big butt. And then I don't have that anymore. But, like, they'd call me Big Butt. They'd be like, come here, Big Butt. Big Butt, come here. But it was never really like my skin when I was little. It was more like my features. Oh, you got high cheekbones. Oh, you got such a nice smile. You got straight teeth. You got pretty eyes. You got almond eyes. You got a round head. It was never about my skin. I think it's because, like, my native family, they're they're darker-skinned natives. So, like, I think me being mixed race and the, them being out in the sun, it didn't really have too much of a difference. I think that's why my skin wasn't commented on all the time. Or even if at all. So like skin color or like skin shades or like being insecure about my the color of my actual skin was never a thing for me. And that is a light skin privilege. That's the root of light skin privilege is that we're not worried about the shade of our skin. At all. At all. We're not taking pictures thinking, am I too dark? We're not picking out outfits thinking, am I too dark? We're not in a group of people thinking, I'm the darkest person. We don't experience that. Even if we're in a room full of white people, yeah, we'll have the notion, oh, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the only black person here. That's when we're black. See, that's when we're black is when we're in a room full of non-black people or when there's no black people at all or no mixed race people. That's when we're black. You see, mixed race people sometimes, not all of them, but sometimes they code switch when it's convenient for them. And I've been guilty. For example, there is this lady and she was a client of mine. Her name was Candace, And I was painting a mural in her backyard and everything was all good. Everything was all kumbaya. She never showed any racial tendencies towards me on her behalf that she, she was a racist until one day she showed her, her she showed her ass and said nigger in front of me. And like I continued to paint her lawn and act like I didn't hear it. And she apologized and um, the next well she she didn't apologize. 
she put her hand over her mouth like, oops, oops, she heard me. And um, I just continued to act like I was on my phone and that, that my phone call was more important. And after that, I was like, I have the privilege of continuing the job. I have the privilege of acting like I didn't hear that. I have the privilege of acting like... I'm on her side. And I was like, that's not right. Here I am on the phone with my friend who's black. And I was like, this is not right. So, like, I literally got, went to Ken's house. And I was like, fuck you. I threw paint all over her lawn. And I am not proud of that part. But, like, I threw paint all over her lawn at night. And I, like, harassed her. Probably scared her sister. Um, but that that's what happened. And Candace, I do apologize for putting the paint all over your lawn. That's not even your lawn. That's your dad's lawn. And I never finished your wall, but I hope things got resolved. And yeah. It's too bad you're a fucking racist because that mural was beautiful. It would have been something today. It would have really been something. Waiting for none. So tonight, I'm gonna do what I say myself. And that's party! Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh nah, you don't have to call. You don't gotta call. It's okay, it's okay, girl. Cause I'm gonna be on tonight. I'm hanging out with my niggas. Okay. <laughs> We're good. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. Next song, please. Yes, bitch. Even like... Even like when it came to beauty standards, like... Like, black women never had their own shade of like makeup you know what i mean black women never had their own shade of makeup but like when it came to mixed girls we had everything we had everything we even had our own hair care product called mixed chicks or like mixed curls something like that and like um it just it just wasn't fair like growing up like i could tell that the girls that were black on the playground, like, I could tell they, like, it's not that they didn't like me. It's that things were unfair. Things were so unfair. Like, they had, I had things in the store for, just for me, for my sh- shade of brown, but not for them. And when it came to, like, even, like, when I was a teenager, even in my late teens, when it came to, like, makeup campaigns, when it came to, like, nudes, nude colors for, like, lips and stuff like that. There was nothing for black women. It wasn't until Rihanna. Oh my god. It wasn't until Rihanna came out with Fenty Beauty. She came out with a darker shade. Why did it take her, a non-American beautiful pop singer, to make it happen? And then boom, everyone wants to have their own fucking ducky shade. Make it make sense. 
the pandering, the panderism of light of of dark skinned women has been so annoying. I mean, I, 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 I'm glad people have been held accountable, but like, it's, it's the pandering. Can we stop with the pandering? I, I, I'm not even a dark skinned woman, and I, and I, I'm annoyed. It's really, it was really hard for me to grasp the concept of being an ally to dark skinned women because of my own experiences with, with dark skinned women. And to me, they're not dark skinned women, they're black women. I, I, I'm a light skinned woman, but I don't even like being called like a light skinned black woman. I don't know. I'm sensitive just as long as you don't call me black because I'm not black. I'm not saying I'm not black because I don't want to be black. I'm just saying my experience is not the same. My experience was something, if you want to quantify it, it was positive. I was called a nigger one time by a jealous gay man. That's it. I was never made to feel weird about my hairstyle by anybody public. I like my school. Or like my boss at my job. I never was told that I was too dark to be someone's girlfriend. I was never told I was I, I, I could never take you home because you're black. I was never told any of those things. Um... I was never denied anything because I was black. I was never, you know. I think light-skinned people on the real should should come out more and talk about their own experiences, about how positive it is. Just so we could shed a contrast on, like, how we're treating people. I think people need to see how greener the grass is on the light-skinned side. Because people need to realize how fucking dogged out black women are getting treated. It's it's bad from the viewpoint of a light-skinned woman. If you ask a light-skinned woman how black women get treated, ask them. Ask them. Ask us. They get dogged out so bad. They, they're, they, are, they are literally confirmed by a light-skinned woman. Black women are the most disrespected women on the face of the earth. I don't care what nationality they are. Nigerian, American, Asian, Indian, European. All around the yayo. Ayo for yayo. It breaks my heart. Like, there was this one girl that I wanted to fight really bad. No, she wanted to fight me really bad. Her name was China J. Meyer. She was a black girl. And I remember being so scared of her because I was like, she's going to be my ass. Not because she's China, not because she's, you know, got muscle or she's taller than me or whatever. It's that China's going to be my ass because she's black. I remember being afraid of black girls. Like, I was just dead-ass afraid. Like, I would just be like, ah, she's gonna beat my ass, she's gonna cut off my hair. Like, typical. Typical light skin tears. 
Typical light skin tears. And like there was this one girl named Brittany, and that was this is the first time I ever used my light skin dominance over someone. I told her that her ass looked like Busta Rhymes, and the, everyone in the whole entire grade was laughing at her. And she had no, she had nothing to say. She was so embarrassed. She was so embarrassed. If you a black girl and a light-skinned chick calls you Busta Rhymes because of your hairstyle in front of everyone, you're going to be traumatized. I'll, I'll, you're going to be traumatized. Okay, for the next couple minutes, I want to pivot on to stop focusing on, like, my black mixed side and focus on my native mixed side. I was raised by my native family. I love my native family. I feel like if I wasn't raised by my native family, I truly would have missed out on life. If I could have picked which one I would be raised by, I'd pick my native family. My black family, nothing personal. It's just that I feel like there's so many examples of black culture around. There's so many references of history. There's so many black people around. There's Black people are, the last time I checked, we're 13% of the population. Native American people of all tribes combined are less than 1% of the U.S. population. And I feel like having the privilege of being raised by my native side is something I will never take for granted at all. So I don't say that with any regrets. I don't say that with any heavy heart. I love being Native American. I love being Navajo. I have so much pride. When someone asks me, what are you? I say Navajo. I don't say black because I, I assume the black is assumed. Because usually the follow-up question is, oh, with black, right? And I'll be like, yeah. I feel so privileged to say that I'm Navajo. To, to show people, look, look at my blood. That feels good. That feels so good to know, to know. I have that privilege of knowing this is who I am. This is who I am. You cut me up and you bleed me out. This is who I am made to be. This is the ingredients of Candace. Not everyone can say that, but we can. I look around and there's so many people lost, dude. They're so lost. Like I'm gay. I'm straight. I'm 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 Armenian. I'm 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 part this twenty three and me. Like you're so lost, and I feel so bad. I'm not even crying for myself. I'm crying for you. I'm crying for people who don't know who the fuck they are. People who swab their mouth and send it off. Like, yeah, I, I quantify my blood. That's to get my benefits. That's to get the paper to get me the free shit. Yeah, I get free shit. A semester of college, free. I got a few cavities filled. And a few, you know, yeah, I got a few cavities filled. I got a few immunizations. I got a few doctor's visits for free. I had to wait in line for a long fucking time, but I got it for free. But there's so many people out here 
that are having war, po- political wars over po- over identities, over their identity. I feel so bad for this generation. They're lost. I feel so bad. Fuck, at least I can die with my dignity and say this is who the fuck I am. Oh, that's such oh If you if you know who you are, I'm not saying if you're Native American, I'm saying if you know who you are, hold on to that. Because people don't have that. And you're so lucky. I'm lucky. I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine going out here looking in the mirror every day, wondering, what am I? Am I special? I wake up every day and I feel special knowing I'm Navajo and Black. I do. I did not expect to cry like that. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> oh, I did not expect that either. I was drinking coffee and it came up, but I did not expect to cry. Oh, shit. I did not expect to cry. Oh. I really hope these kids can figure it out. I really hope they can. I mean, hold on to your culture. If you are bicultural, you know, relish in that. Visit museums, you guys. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go to the Herd Museum today because it's free. Because it's free for me. <laughs> and I'll take pictures and everything and I'll get all dressed up. Why not? It's fucking... 6.30 in the morning. 6.31. You guys, I'm really serious about this podcast shit. Like, I really I really want this podcast to blow up in my face. Like, in a good way. In everyone's faces. We're in Brisbane, Australia. Isn't that fucking just insane? Isn't that just fucking insane? Brisbane. Brisbane. We're in Brisbane, Australia. You guys, I really appreciate your time today. I really appreciate all your love. I really appreciate all your attention. This is the Manicandas podcast on the second half of season three. We're talking about my mixed race, my biracialness, my biculturalness. I don't know what the title of this episode is going to be, but you're going to see it. And on that note, I bid you adieu. Have a great day. Six 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 Got a lot of people trying to drain me on my energy, trying to take away from a nigga.
I got girls in real life trying to fuck up my day. That <laughs> ain't part of my day. I got nails I can never leave Canada to. 30 million in total. I got rap niggas that I gotta act like I life. Fuck them acting niggas over. Fuck them niggas for life. Nah, fuck all of you niggas. Get your money while you bullshit. Get your money while you bullshit. Get your money while you bullshit. Baby, why you bullshit? Mama tried, but they ain't on them like homie love. I'm G'd up and I'm crazy. Cause I'm sagging. Don't wanna die, go I'm packing. No, why? Never hit a woman. Nah. <laughs> Get your money while you bullshit. Baby, why you bullshit? Get down while you bullshit. Alright, I'm out. I'm out. Peace.